You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, Episode 46. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. Yeah, I think uh, I'm thinking uh, these cookie bars. I that, knew you were going to say yeah, cookies. Cookie, well, they're not cookies. They're like cookie bars. It's like brownie cookies sort of mixture. It's hard to explain. Derek and Steve present. Oh, those um, freaking Marvel movies. Who's that Tin Man? The Tin oh. Guy. Uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Robert Downey Jr. Can I see him? <laughs> That's number eight. That's perfect. You are, you're really talking your way to these answers, which I like. <laughs> If we were to have lost to another team on Nichols levels, such as Maryland Eastern Shore, then that would be a very big problem. There are an up-and-coming teams there. <laughs> you heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 46 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, how excited are you for Christmas? Wow. It's almost here. It's getting closer. You're that, really that, mixing that, up the questions. Yeah, that wasn't a good question, but, but it's... You have to think on the spot because you never plan the question beforehand. No, never, so I respect never. it. There's a lot uh, of other stuff to plan. The answer you know? to the question is, I'm a 9.5 out of 10 excited Nine, for Christmas. 9.5 out of 10. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How excited I, are you for Christmas? I think I'm like a... So I, I, I would like to be like a 9.9, but like I'm like a 9.1 right now. Just, just because like it doesn't f- quite feel it yet. It yeah, hasn't like all hit me yet. It hasn't know? snowed yet. Yeah. That's it hasn't huge. snowed and like... St- well, it snowed technically last night and then it rained all, rained it all away. So... Um, we haven't, we haven't really had a settled snow and I'm not totally just like overwhelmed by Christmas spirit yet. So I'm going to go 9.1 out of 10. You're underwhelmed so by Christmas spirit. I'm a little underwhelmed by Christmas spirit. Well, we got to get you in the Christmas but we, we mood. We got some time. We got some time. Um, December 12th. So this time next week, if I'm still at a 9.1, we got some serious problems cause that'll be less than a week till Christmas. Yes. So then, then you're in trouble. Then I'm in a lot of trouble. So. Um, episode 46, we got, uh, we got a little bit shorter one for you today. We got three periods, um, but we have another fun game show in the middle period. Mm-hmm. Um, this one will be, uh, a first time guest, I believe. First time guest, long time, long time says he's a listener, but definitely not, a <laughs> definitely listener. definitely not a listener, long time, part time listener. Yeah. Um, and so that's, uh, John Robertson will be joining us in the second period. Uh, and sandwiching that we have Boston college update and sports after that. So not a ton of new stuff. Uh, Westworld just ended, so we're in an in-between period of television. Um, we, of course, we have The Bachelor starting in January, which we are not going to do. Can't do it. But we have to find something during that time frame because it is uh, what we talk about in the fourth fourth quarter usually. So, uh, send us your recommendations that are not reality television shows, and we can get into a new yeah. show potentially. We have, we have a few potential ones we're thinking about, but if, if any match ones. up. I'm, I'm yeah. happy to try. And we have new. ones that we have watched, but we fell behind on. But those aren't really current ones, so that would be. I, I sort think of I've like, got. I think I've got a few. All right, cool. So, uh, kicking us off, we have the BC update. Well, which let, actually, let, sorry, yeah, I just let, saw this. Let you me, got an let me kick first. this. Let me kick things off with a first time. Well, second technically time. second time. <laughs> technically second time, but got no play. First time ever. Um, the you heard it here second college bowl pool. So we are having a podcast competition. Um, it's ten dollars per entry. We've got the spreadsheet ready to go. All you have to do is Venmo Derek or Steve ten bucks, and you're in the competition. We'll update people. All you have to do is pick the winner. No spreads of every game, every bowl game. Yep. Right now, we've got at least about ten people signed up. Um, should have more, and winner take all. So you've got a chance to win a hundred to two hundred bucks, uh, maybe even more. So all you have to do send us your email on the website, um, DerekAndSteve.com. Enter your your email address, and I'll forward you the spreadsheet. It's very easy to use, um, done by our own resident Excel expert, uh, Bobby Mundo. Um, pick every game, pick the winner, send in ten bucks, winner take all. That's it. So uh, you can go right to our website, DerekAndSteve.com. We don't have a bowl pool uh, like form up there or anything. We did that last year. Not worth it this year. We we have the Excel sheet, like Steve mentioned. Um, so just go to DerekAndSteve.com and you can send a message there if you don't know how to contact us otherwise. Um, otherwise, just shoot us a text message or an email or, or something like that. Uh, get a hold of us. Venmo the 10 bucks. Yeah. Ask for the spreadsheet. We'll give it to you. Get your picks in and you're in. And it's twofold because we want you to participate because it's a lot of fun. And the more people that play, the, the more entertaining it is, the more money you can win. But it's also really fun. Bowl season is the best season it's almost better than March Madness for me or or very similar because you care about a lot of games you wouldn't normally care about so like the the five games on the first Saturday the 17th who cares about all those games it's just some dumb no-name bowl right now it's 
oh gosh, I went five for five and yeah. oh this today. Like yeah. that's huge. It's similar to yeah. March Madness, you know. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So um so that's that. I mean, uh, let us know if you want to be in it. We really encourage you to. Uh, the more people we get in this thing, the better. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and like like Steve said, it gives you a reason to uh, have any desire at all to watch Boston College the day after Christmas. And even if you don't play or watch college football at all, um, just for your own knowledge, we have a bigger pool with my family, and my grandmother has won the pool against <laughs> myself, my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, my grandma, who doesn't watch a lick of college football, won by choosing which – team's jersey she liked better <laughs> she she googled each jersey picked which one she liked better and won about a thousand dollars so you don't need to know anything about college football and it makes it a lot of fun yeah. to watch so there you go so uh reach out and get in on the action there a few of you did last year which didn't really pan out to anything we didn't have any uh didn't have any buy-in didn't have any real organization to it i, I think we might have even counted our our podcast entries last year with your bowl pool but it didn't really like, like i we, think we're we, doing that again this year yeah we're basically doing that yeah so just if you want to play, it's it both are called the You Heard It Here Second Bowl. Yeah, bowl, exactly. And we're, we're just combining they've merged, yeah. and this time it's going to hopefully get a little bit better uh, podcast listener participation. So anything else on the bowl pool? That's it on the bowl pool. That's it. All right. Get Let in it. or get lost. <laughs> That's the slogan. So uh, next, speaking of the college uh, bowl season, we have the Boston College update. No update on BC football, but a few events that I think you want to – uh, introduce and we can touch on a little bit. Sure. So um, the first event is tomorrow or today, if you're listening on Tuesday, uh, the 1983 reception. It's the Lang at the Langham Hotel. I think it's you have to be a member of the 1983 Society. Uh, it's from six to eight or six to nine. Uh, they won't stop you if you go in and say I'm a BC grad. I want to participate. Mm -hmm. Or you can um, email Jennifer Sachs at S A C K S. Jennifer.sachs at bc.edu um, to RSVP. So uh, that's tomorrow. That's that's something that uh, I don't know why not everyone gets these invites, but <laughs> half of us did, half of us didn't. Yeah. So I just gave it out to everyone I know. Second is the BC Fenway Neenan reception. And, and Derek, we, that was last Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a lot of fun. I, I know it's already passed, but if you get that, it, they send it by mail, which is interesting. Yeah. So you mm -hmm. have to be looking at your BC mail. I know they send you a lot of crap. <laughs> But it's one of the best events that I go to all year. Yeah. Um, and, and would you, what would you say? Sure. And, uh, and so they have they send it by mail. They also have a digital invite of some sort. Like once you RSVP, you get like a reminder via email, I think. So it's kind of strange they don't send the original uh, invite via email. But uh, like you said, it, it's this is one of the better uh, events, I think, that they put on for the donors of BC. Because first of all, it's basically donate anything, right? That, that was the understanding that we came across is that if you've donated anything in the year that is that is for the event, then you are invited to the Neenan Society. Yes, uh, and you're a member of the Neenan Society. Um, this was one thing that we had no idea because we get the Neenan calendars every year, and the Neenan desktop calendars are available on BC's website. A lot of people go download those, um, so that you are eligible to get as long as you make the donation uh, in that in the year that uh, applies for that season. And so, what we learned at this event. Uh, before we get into some of the details of the event, this is one of the things I was like, oh, finally, we understand this yeah. now. Uh, it appears that BC's fiscal year starts on well, June 1st. Wait, this is, if we're going to go through these, attention, BC, don't, people who donate to BC, this is a very important piece <laughs> of information that we didn't know and now we know. Right. Um, all these facts are from a board member, so they're right. they're either true or as close to being true as possible. So this is what the donation schedules look like. Right. So um, you, you may have heard like when you, if you've donated this year or donate next year. So when BC refers to the years for donation, it's their fiscal year, which is June 1st to May 31st. So that A explained our tailgating fiasco we've had in the past where you needed your donations in by May 31st. And we ended up losing a spot at, at one year because we didn't get them in by then. So uh, June 1st to May 31st. So the Neenan calendar is a Q1 donation perk only, meaning the first three months of that fiscal year. So June july and august by october i believe you have to get it in mm -hmm. um and so if you don't have it in by then you don't get the calendar now if you make a donation they're generally going to be pretty forgiving with you and they'll give you a calendar because it's if it's you ask for a calendar they'll, yeah, give, they'll you give you one but but you know you, you make your donation for that year that quarter um you want to go through the next two sure so the um consecutive giving pad that everyone loves is just a, a notepad that says four consecutive years giving five consecutive years giving whatever that's any donation during the fiscal year. So you can give $5 uh, June 1st and not give again until the next June, mm -hmm. and you'll get at least that pad. 
um, similar to the Neenan Society, you just there's no minimum there's no minimum donation. Mm-hmm. Just whatever you have, get signed up for a lot of Neenan parties and that pad. Second is the 1983 designation. Um, for golds, it changed this year. Uh, the 1983 or uh, 18, it's not the 1983. It's like the 1863 designation. Um, it's the stupidest name for <laughs> for like a donor level, the yeah. 1863 designation. But it's basically it changed this year. So it used to be, I think, 100 for first year outs, 250 for second year, 400 to 500. So anyway, for the people who are five years out, it's now $500 mm-hmm. over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. So if you went to Fenway, BC, that covered your... 19 or your 1863 society mm-hmm. donation because half of that was a donation so you mm-hmm. already had your 250 dollars there tailgating is a donation mm-hmm. so it, however much you pay goes to that 500 so mm-hmm. f- so this year it's changed to be 500 for five years out it's going to be I, I don't know if i'll do it i, I yeah. can't even remember if i've donated yeah 500 in a year i'm guessing i have but yeah but it's got to be in that fiscal year like we talked about exactly so, and I, um, i'm already behind the eight ball here because yeah. i I didn't donate in the first quarter. Yeah, I don't, I don't, right. There's no reason to donate in June. Yeah, or exactly. July. And so, and that's what, um, you know, we were talking to one of the the board members there, and she had said that she has a recurring donation on September 1st every year. Like, you can even do it like five bucks. That way, you know, you're not missing like a part of the year. Now, I'm not going to do that, but I think it's uh, it, it makes sense to in that time of year try to think of it, and that way, you're not going to miss any of those perks. So, um, so that, so not that, that anything's crazy. You so can those are those are the schedules we learned. It's not groundbreaking but it's it's clear no one else i've asked multiple people this the the, those kids from bc i love them but they call asking for money having no knowledge of actually where the money's going or what the schedule's like so i've asked a few of them they don't know Mm -hmm. and we finally got a few answers so that's that yeah there you go so uh so it was useful in that regard but also it was a really good event like uh, just getting back to close that loop um the you know it's one of the you know social events during the during the year that is really a good chance to go just have have some drinks have some free food talk to people have fun uh they keep the presentation to a relative minimum and it's a good presentation it's a good speaker i wasn't there last year you were last year was spectacular too yeah. Th- this year was much more emotional and, a, and a, a hard thank you and last year was from a basically a neurologist who who was describing the the health sciences the direction of the school and the health sciences and and all, all this very useful interesting information almost all above my head mm-hmm. but this year was um father jack right and uh it was very what, what word would you describe it, it was not emotional but it was uh yeah it's it's it tough genuine. to describe it was, it was genuine, genuine. it was heartfelt it was um it was it, i think you described it this way it's one of the few events that we've attended as bc grads that like you don't feel this you, you don't feel at all that it's that it's fake or forced or anything it's a genuine thank you to the people that are there yeah. It, it's it, it definitely felt like they mean it when they say thank you for donating like thank you for you know they, they uh, father Jack Butler stressed uh, several times that it doesn't matter how much you donate like that was one of the biggest points of his whole speech was that it's all about participation and not about the amount you know yeah. it's whether it's five dollars or a or million dollars like it's there, there are so many things that get swayed based on just participation numbers like the number of alumni that 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 give back you know that that factors into schools rankings and like the Forbes yeah, en- list and things engagement like that rankings, like how, yeah so i think they'd probably care a little more if you donated a million dollars oh certainly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that, that was yeah, yeah it was I know, I'm kidding. a metaphorical meaning uh, but it, it but means like the, the number of participants you're right is overlooked in from from the actual alumni community right it, that, it's you think it like the five oh five dollars that's all i can what's give that it won't do? matter yeah but it's it's the number mm-hmm. of your one person yeah adding to this um, number of either donations or, or quote-unquote engagements. Yeah, and, and actually for this past, uh, uh, I think it was on Giving Tuesday, they had a, they basically had an anonymous donor that had pledged to donate uh, $250,000, I think, if, and, and that was pending participation numbers. And so uh, we had found out that the uh, gold, um, the gold alumni participation number to hit was 1,000, and they got 1,003 donors. Um, which which pushed it over the limit for the anonymous donor to donate two hundred fifty thousand dollars. All right, here's a question, Derek. Anonymous donor, do you ever? What's the what's the minimum amount of money you donate anonymously? 
Honestly. Mine's like ten dollars. <laughs> I would never like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, put my name all over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't really. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess some people don't want the limelight, but even just like a footnote, like a like, hey, thanks to this guy, he just donated two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like, I mean, <laughs> just for kicks. Yeah, like, like for giving to like not even yeah. for something really specific yeah, or heartfelt. Maybe it was heartfelt. Just, maybe there yeah. is a reason behind it. Yeah, but, but Giving Tuesday. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. The minimum, like a dollar, maybe maybe twenty bucks. Yeah, I'll say twenty bucks. If I'm donating a hundred dollars to BC, <laughs> I want them to say thank you for giving us a hundred dollars. <laughs> Everyone, look, this person gave one hundred dollars. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so that that's it. Anything else for the BC minute? That's We're, it for the minute. BC basketball on TV. We went over a bit of the minute, but <laughs> yeah, BC basketball is on the TV in front of us. That's unfortunate. Um, our ball handler has got a uh, nice haircut there. Um, so. So that's that. Anything else for BC? That's it for me. All right, cool. Brings us to the second period, which is our favorite. Everybody's segment. favorite. Everyone's favorite. And now we have another segment of Know Your Tens, everyone's favorite game. And we welcome on first-time guest, John Robertson. John, how's it going? Hey, yeah, it's going well. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Really <laughs> appreciate you guys having me on here. I doubt you're a long-time listener, but we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll let it slide. Long-time long listener from the beginning. That is hilarious. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I love your anecdotes. <laughs> so are you excited or nervous? How, how are you feeling for Know Your Tens? A little, a little both, a little both. Mostly excited. All right, good. Good. Usually we get nervous. What's the prize? Ooh, we actually haven't decided on a set prize yet. Usually we just let the 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 caller decide the prize. So what what would you what would you like for a prize? As a a long time listener, should I have known that? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I don't know. Only like four people have asked. That's fine. Um. What's what's the prize? Um. Oh, I know what I want. I want to be able to pick out something of your guys that Celtics to wear when I go to Celtics Timberwolves. Oh, but I have to wear Timberwolves. No, no, I, I want to keep it. I want to pick out the Celtics attire of my choice when uh, when we go to the Celtics Timberwolves game uh, next year. To keep the, to keep or just to wear to the game? No, no to wear to the game. Okay. The game. okay, of your choice. I thought you were that's a Timberwolves a, fan. You're, you're not mid-majors Timberwolves I, fan. I am, but they're struggling right now. <laughs> oh, he's a front runner. They, they pick it up. They pick it up, and I'll pick it over. All right, cool. Well, well, that's that's easy enough for us to do. We can do that. Yeah, Derek. That, Derek that, has a lot, actually. Yeah, I have a lot of I have a lot of Celtic stuff now. So, uh, that that is your prize if you can get what's the what's the bar here? Let's say let's say eight. Eight. Eight's it's gonna be tough. But let's, let's say seven. No, no, we gotta be. Ch- right, yeah, eight. seven. Seven. If he gets eight, he gets to keep the shirt. <laughs> well, we'll, re- we'll, re- we'll revisit that. Um, okay, so uh, here is how we're going to play Know Your Tens in case you are maybe not as long time of a listener as you said and don't know how to play. Um, so Know Your Tens, uh, we're going to give you a category, and you are going to need to guess the top ten of this category. Okay, you're going to have 15 guesses to get the top ten in this category. Whenever you get a right answer, you're going to hear this. And when you get a wrong answer, you're going to hear this. All right. Any questions? Uh, no. I think, I'm, I think I'm ready. All right. All so right. the category that you will have today is the top 10 strikeout leaders of the 1990s in Major League Baseball. No, I thought he wanted hitters. Oh, hitters. You want hitters. Sorry. The top 10 <laughs> hits leaders of the 1990s in Major League Baseball. Hits leaders is that is that throughout the decade or is that like per year? That is throughout the throughout decade, the decade from 1990 to 1999. Okay. Total hits. Okay. Is it, is it, to, is it timed? No. It is, it is loosely timed. It's loosely. You just whenever you whenever you need a hint, we'll give you a hint. But you okay. should be. A, we, we're guessing. I'm gonna guess you get seven of these. Seven. Tops. I get eight. Eight to keep the shirt. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Eight to keep the shirt. Okay. All right, so I'm going to say for my first guest, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Can I see Derek Jeter? What? <laughs> I think he might be a little early 2000s, a little more early 2000s. <laughs> oh, man, I got to go. All right, I got to go, go back farther. I gotta you got to dig Peter. back. 
I know it's Dr. Cheetah. All right, all right. Um, all right, I got one. This is, this is a lock. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Can I see Barry Bonds? <laughs> what? <laughs> no Barry Bonds either. Oh, for, are you guys in the right oh, decade? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Hits leaders, not steroids users <laughs> leaders. All right, all right, all right. This one I know is on there. Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson. Can I see Ricky Henderson? Give me the ding. (laughs) 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 All right. Wow. This is the performance we were looking for, though. Everyone. Where are you getting? getting (laughs) (laughs) Jared, a lot of people have been doing really well in these games, so it's refreshing to have someone who's doing poorly. So it's actually kind of (laughs) nice. I don't know. All right. If Ricky Henderson is not on there, then that means I'm too early with him. Apparently, I'm too late with Jeter. Yeah, so you're going oh, for the man. 90s. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. The 90s. Craig Biggio. Craig Biggio. Can I see Craig Biggio? Correct. All Craig, right. Craig Biggio <laughs> is number, number three with 1,728 hits. Three? Wow. Okay. Okay. You got this. You got to just chip so, away. Just so you know, JR, you are now one for four, and you've guessed the number three hitter on the list. Okay. How about Ken Griffey Jr.? Ken Griffey Jr. Can I see Ken Griffey? Correct. Number six with 1,622 hits. Wow. Wow. I got three and I got six. Yeah, so you found the vein of hitters. Yeah, you've channeled it here. All right. How about Bernie Williams? Bernie Williams. Can I see Bernie Williams? No Bernie what? Williams. <laughs> I don't hate that guess, though. That's a good guess. That's, that's a good guess. That's the right era. That's too, that's too, too, too much of a deep cut. All right. <laughs> um, let's see here. In the 90s? And you say I get? Do I have, do I have like a phone a friend or anything or any lifeline? Um, we haven't built them into the game. <laughs> We've had a few people just yell down to their moms, or uh, a few people, or we can just give hints. We can tell you some teams that they were on. Um, but that's there's there's it's, definitely a few on here. It's, you a, it's get. a loose system, but yeah, it's there's a, loose there's a couple more big names. Couple more big think names. Of the, think of the coolest names in baseball. The coolest name. Maybe the coolest name in all of baseball. You, what, the name that you would think is the coolest name <laughs> in all of baseball. <laughs> Man, see, now I'm all thrown off because Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter came to the league in like 93. All right. The pick. I'll go local. Nomar Garcia Parra. Nomar Garcia Parra. <laughs> oh, oh, no, wait, wait. I want to take it back. I want to take, take it back. back. He takes it back. He takes it back. Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken. Can I see Cal Ripken? That's correct. There you go. Cal Ripken oh. is number seven with 1589. Wow. All right. So, oh, J- JR, you are yep. three for seven. Not a, ter- not a terrible it's pace, good. but good. I feel like you're slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> and... You've got, on the list, you've gotten number three, Craig Biggio, number six, Ken Griffey, number seven, Cal Ripken. All right, I'm looking for 90s baseball players. It's ba- hypothetically, hypothetically, if I was going to uh, reinstate my earlier guess, would that be something you would advise to do or not? <laughs> I'm not saying it. it I'm, would, just, I'm just asking. You know, um, he did have a little bit of a short-lived career. Uh, you know, I would be worried. I'd be worried about his longevity. I would say. Okay. Okay. Let me think. Let me think. Number number one, who had the most hits in the nineties? So I'll say this: so, number number num- one is surprising. Number one is definitely a surprise. How about Mark McGuire? Mark McGuire. Can I see Mark McGuire? Mm. No oh luck. my God. <laughs> <laughs> this, right. this is a tough list. All right, all right. I'd, li- I'd like to request a hint. Can okay. I know the geographical area? 
geographical area. We might be able to give you a, a team. Okay. I'm gonna give you a team for one of the for one for the. I'm gonna give you the teams for the number one and the number two header, Jr. Okay. All right. Because I don't want you All to right. go without getting the the number one and the number two header. All right. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. So, do you want the number one or the two hitter first? All the number number two. Work our way up. All right. Work your way up. So the teams for the number two hitter. Hold on, I'm pulling it up here. All right, the teams are, in order, the Chicago Cubs, the Texas Rangers, the Baltimore Orioles, the Texas Rangers again, and the Baltimore Orioles again. So well known for being a Ranger and an Oriole. Ranger and an Oriole. I want to say... Cuban-American Major League Baseball Raphael Palmero? Raphael Palmero, can I see that? Correct. Number two on the list, Rafael Palmero. Wow. I thought you said this, this wasn't a list of steroid users. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just said it wasn't the top steroid users. <laughs> Although he was okay, a top okay. steroid user. All right. So we got four. Number two. Wow. All yeah, right, so I'm, where, that, where am he, I at he, Am I still on pace? So you are officially four for nine. So you have, but you still have, plenty. You have six guesses left. And right. yeah. you have the number two, three, six and seven hitters so you still need to get one four five eight nine ten and also by the way in case you're doing the math here and realizing you need to be perfect from here on out once you get to 10 guesses we generally will only count against you your wrong guesses so if you if you hit a if you hit a streak at the end you oh, can keep yeah. going yeah so my question do you want the number one hitters teams or not you know what i i do because it's gonna it's gonna drag my memory of the air okay okay so here we go. I'm going to give you the number one hitter's teams. He played uh, He played 13 seasons to start his career for the Chicago Cubs. And then three seasons for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So all of the hits in this category were from, were from, the, were from the Cubs. Chicago Cubs. What? In the 90s? In the 90s. Is this someone that I should, is this someone that I should know? Uh, Probably not. Pro I mean, it is this a very surprising number one. I'll say that. Is he a Hall of Famer, Steve? That I don't know. You'd have to assume so. I would think so. Let me let me let me check here if he's a Hall of Famer for you. No. Is he a third baseman? He, I believe he is. Let me. No, sorry, he's not. <laughs> All right. Well, let me go. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. This is the '90s. This is the '90s. If this isn't on there. Then you guys have a, a crazy list. Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn. Can I see Tony Gwynn? Correct. Tony, right. <laughs> Tony Gwynn is number four at 1,713 hits. Yeah, so just, just to recap, Jared, we're, yes, it's still the 90s hitters. <laughs> <laughs> so every every time you ask, is it the 90s, the answer is always yes. <laughs> Some of these I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right, so you've got five correct. You're five for ten. Misses count uh, correct. Misses count of, as guesses from now on. Correct, don't. Correct, so don't. So you got five strikes left. Okay. Let's see here. Um, I want to say, how about Kirby? Is it Puckett or Puckett? Kirby Puckett. Kirby, Kirby Puckett. Puckett. Kirby Puckett. Can I see Kirby Puckett? No dice. Oh. That's a great baseball name, though. You need to get some, think of think of one of the coolest, maybe the coolest baseball name of all time. That's what. Do you know which one I'm mentioning? I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. There's two of those guys actually on this list, but one of them's number twelve. Number twelve. Well, don't think. Don't <laughs> don't, don't don't let him throw you off with that. There's one guy on the list that 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 Steve would consider to be a really really cool name. I, I think it's cool too, but. <laughs> all right. Let me think here. I mean, I feel like there's got to be Yankees on there, but now that now that Bernie Williams isn't there, you have me afraid. Wait, wait, this is the '90s. Number <laughs> <laughs> fifteen. Was he around long enough? All right, I'm gonna go for it. No, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. <sighs> now, see, now you have me thrown off. Are you gonna make a guess or not? All right, A Rod. A Rod. Can I see Alex Rodriguez? 
no dice Dang, on a that's, these, guys, these guys are old. <laughs> that's a tough guess. <laughs> um, let me give you another hint. One of these guys was a Tampa Bay Ray. And a, and a well-known Tampa Bay Ray. Now I know you're not in the 90s because I don't think the Rays had a team in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's sure. a well-known Tampa Bay Ray. That, <laughs> oh, okay, fine. There's a team, but a well-known Tampa Bay Ray player. Yeah, one of the best <laughs> nicknames in all of sports. I want to say, I want to say Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. <laughs> Can I see Wade Boggs? It's a good guess, but not correct. 90s. <laughs> the, 90s are, the 90s are tough. 90s is a lost decade. Mm, maybe for you. <laughs> um, all right, so JR, let me give you one last update, okay? So okay. you are 5 for 13, so you have two incorrect guesses left. You still need to get the number one hitter of the 90s, the number five hitter, the number eight, the number nine, the number ten hitters. Eight, nine, and ten. Okay. From the 90s. <laughs> There's another... Um, well, let me... Do you, let me give you one more hint. Okay. Um, there's another Puerto Rican baseball player on the list. I mean, that makes me want to say Pudge Rodriguez. Uh, 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 all right, I'm going to say it. Pudge Rodriguez. Pudge Rodriguez. Can we get Pudge? <laughs> no luck. You are all over the place with it. That would have been a lot of hits for a catcher. That is a lot of hits for a catcher. Okay, so I have to go. I have to get three straight. Is that, is that where I'm at right now? You got to yes, get three straight. Three straight. To reach eight. Yes. To keep a t-shirt. To keep a t to keep I'm a shirt. Coming, I, I'm coming for that shirt. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What are we again? Well, the what, 90s? what what would what be teams, what teams do you play for? Okay, so you want those teams? I would say what would be helpful. So I'll give you this guy's teams. I'll say this person's jersey was retired by the Blue Jays in 2011, so they're most well known for being a Blue Jay. But the teams they played on are the Padres, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, the Indians, the Mets, the White Sox, the Diamondbacks, and the White Sox. <laughs> But most well known for being a Blue Jay. Being a Blue Jay? Mm hmm. And it's not Kirby Puckett. He used to play for the Twins. Correct. You, <sighs> also, I, Kirby Puckett, you, you bridged his career there. He was basically like 85 to 95, so that's why. Oh, I see. All right, all right. That's what makes it tough. A decade question is yeah. tough. Who came in right in the 90s? Um. Best known for the Blue Jays. And, and potentially the Orioles as well. He's a well-known Oriole, too. <laughs> and he's the... Right, he's, he's, he's I'm going... Man, I don't know. I feel like he's going to be too... He's the son of another famous baseball player with a 15-year MLB career. He's the son? Mm-hmm. Is he a junior? He... Mm, no, right? No. No. His brother, his older brother is a junior and was a major league all-star catcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. His older brother? So this family has three all-famers, is that what you're saying? Three all-stars? Three, yeah. three high caliber players. Three high caliber players. I don't know how many of them are Hall of Famers. All right, can I give him? Should I give him the easiest hint of all time? Sure. All right, I'm gonna give you the easiest hint of all time. <laughs> okay. I like it. Should I give him this guy's this is nickname? A different player, should though, I give him right? this guy's nickname? This sure. is gonna be a different player. Sure, different player. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Also known as the Crime Dog. The Crime Dog. What? <laughs> Yes, this this player is also known as the Crime Dog. Wow, I thought that was gonna be a giveaway. That that that's the easiest hint of all time. <laughs> <laughs> the crime Dog. 
right. Yes. I don't know if this is the crime dog or not, but I'm going to go with... No, he's not. He's not all right. I know he's not the crime dog, but <laughs> I think he racked up some hits in his day. I want to go with Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. Can I get Big Frank hurt. Thomas? Give me a lot. <laughs> oh, Frank Thomas. Hold on, hold on. Frank Thomas is number 11. Oh. So... So that stinks. That, yeah. <laughs> so bonus. that's uh, bonus guess. You get you get ten seconds for a bonus guess. Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones. Cause he's Chipper Jones. Mm. <laughs> the list. Yeah. All right, all right. So let let let's run through the ones that you missed here. Um, number one hitter of the nineteen nineties with one thousand seven hundred fifty four hits, all for the Chicago Cubs, is first baseman Mark Grace. What? <laughs> it's a little surprising. That's a very surprising number one. Number five, the, the one that Steve gave you those hints with his father and his brother, is Roberto Alomar. Oh, and I think might be the one that Steve was talking about his name. He's the son of Sandy Alomar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Number, eight, oh. number eight is Dante Bichette. It's a hard one. Which is tough. Uh, uh, yeah. Number yeah. nine, the crime dog, is Fred McGriff. Oh, Fred McGriff. <laughs> And number ten is number ten is also a very tough one, which is Paul Molitor. Paul Molitor, yeah, I never would have gotten. And, and also and Chuck is Chuck, Chuck Knobloch is number twelve. That's another cool name you should have got. Yeah. Oh yeah, Chuck. so there's the Yankee. There you go. Yeah, there's the Yankee right there. So um, what I'm gonna do, very like literally rapid fire before we go, since I spoiled it before we even started, I'm gonna give you give you a chance to get some bonus points here. You're going to get 30 seconds to rattle off as many of the top 10 strikeout leaders of the 1990s as you can. 30 seconds. Pitchers. Ready? 30 seconds. Go. Can I go? Yes. Go. Uh, Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox. Tom Glavin. Randy Johnson. Oh. <laughs> uh, All right. Let's do it that way. Keep going. Roger Clemens. Pedro Martinez. Uh, did I say John Smoltz? You did say John Smoltz. Yeah, I say John Smoltz. Let's see. Dwight Gooden, uh, he was the 80s. Uh, oh man, strikeout leaders from the 90s. I thought they, that must have been 10 right there. <laughs> the All right, hurry up. You got to say it again. I said the entire. Oh, no, 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 no that's too old. Uh, Five more seconds. David Cohn, David Wells. Uh, Oh, uh, like All right, All time right. is up, but I want to say, let's run through the list here real quick because you might have earned yourself something. Let's go down the list. <laughs> no, number one, number one, Randy Johnson. Number right. two, number two, Roger Clemens. All right. Number three, David Cohn. Let's go. Number four, John Smoltz. Number five is Chuck Finley. What? Number six is Greg Maddox. Number seven is Kevin Brown. Ooh, that's a tough one. Number eight is Kurt Schilling. Number nine is Pedro Martinez. And number 10 is Kevin Apier. So, JR, you got seven out of 10. In 30 we'll, seconds. We'll give you 30 seconds. Right. So, what that means is that you do get to pick a Celtic shirt, you just don't get to keep it. <laughs> all right, all right, that's fair, that's fair. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Um, well, what'd you think, Jer? How how do you think you could have done better? Or what are your what are your final thoughts? Well, my final thoughts is I was on the wrong side of the diamond. I should have started with uh, <laughs> pitchers. You you literally got more pitchers in thirty seconds than you did in fifteen minutes of guessing the hitters. Because <laughs> the nineties the nineties is all about pitching. <laughs> exactly. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. So. All right, well, JR, thank you so much for joining us, and we're going to have to have you on again sometime soon to uh, get another round. This time we'll stick to pitchers from the beginning. I like it. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, All right thanks, JR. I'll, I'll keep on listening. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. <laughs> All right, All right see you. Later. later, dude. All right, so thanks to JR for a great rapid-fire performance. Yeah, um, not a great uh, Know Your Tens performance, but 
it's like I said, it's kind of refreshing to have. Yeah, that was tough. We finally picked a struggle. tough one, yeah. and I'm glad that we picked the hit. I'm glad that he picked the hitters one because yeah. if we were in pitchers again, he would have rifled through the first six, and I would have been like, "Oh my god, we did it yeah. again. And we then, gave him a too easy one." And then it's just stupid idiots that no one knows. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, with that said, we move on to the fourth quarter. But before we do, yes. <laughs> So I just said the fourth quarter. I didn't mean the fourth quarter. I meant the third period. And I also just played who did it again. We don't have a who done did it yet. But uh, we keep saying we're going to have one soon, which we will at some point soon. We just love the um, song. We it's just love the song. song. We have to play the song. So uh, with that said, it brings us to the fourth quarter, which I don't think will be too long. Uh, we have a few sports topics here. Um, but I will let you kick it off because I think I'll, the first one is something that you might be referencing that I haven't read up on. So I I'll, wanna, kick I it off, I'll kick it off for you. So today, um, Peter Gammons, a well-known baseball writer, suggested that the Red Sox are the new evil empire, that the Yankees are becoming a team that's that's starting to build from the ground up. They're not just buying top talent, and that the Red Sox are, are becoming a team that's going out and purchasing all these high player contracts to kind of win a, to buy a World Series. Um, I love it because I, I like any negative Red Sox news, <laughs> um, and I, I think there's some – it's obviously sensationalized that it, it, – you can say that about any team nowadays, mm-hmm. people paying everyone millions and millions and millions mm-hmm. of dollars. But I think there's some truth to it. He, he mentions David the David Price contracts. He, he mentions Chris Sale. He mentions these these crazy exorbitant contracts that are mm-hmm. that are happening everywhere, but more steadily for the Red Sox mm-hmm. as of as of late. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so what would you say, Derek? So that certainly got a lot of truth to it. Um, I, I wouldn't put it quite at that level yet, only because um, it is slightly different. So I would say the Red Sox were more the Red Sox were more similar to the quote unquote evil empire. I think when they failed with this first attempt, when they got, when they brought in Adrian Gonzalez and Carl Crawford, I felt like that was closer to the evil empire because this team. Uh, There's some homegrown. Th- this talent team's got a lot team, of homegrown yeah. talent. I would say the core of this team is homegrown talent. Um, and the other part about it is that the, you know, the, the so David Price, yes, that's an, that's a that's exactly what he's talking about here. It's a massive free agent signing. Um, I will say the uh, picking up guys like Rick Porcello, who won the Cy Young this year, was not a big free agent signing. It was a trade. Um, they traded uh, Yoenis Cespedes for Rick Porcello, so that was you know that's big, a baseball negotiation. Yeah, big trade. Um, and the Chris Sale trade is was giving up you know high end prospects as well. Now, having said that, one of the high end prospects was uh, was Yoan Moncada who was one of those Cuban high-end prospects who the Red Sox bought, essentially. The Red Sox paid a ton of money to buy him. So, in the end, yes, it's kind of like buying Chris Sale. Um, but that said, there's you know there's certainly no denying that, you know, if, if, you were, if you were one of the ones like myself who would have been, you know, had hatred towards the Yankees and the quote-unquote evil empire back in the day when the Red Sox were the ones growing, you know, homegrown talent in their farm system— the roles have flip flopped. The Red Sox can't grow any pitching talent out of their out of their organization at all. <laughs> that is true. I mean that that is they just can't anymore. Uh, they still can. They they still have a lot of very talented offensive prospects, and and those guys have come up through their system and are you know in the form of MVP candidates now, which is great. But uh, certainly the Yankees are the ones with the more promising farm system at this point because the, the Red Sox have uh, seen a few come up through the system and they've dealt the rest of them for big names. So. I think there's a lot of validity to uh, calling them, comparing them to the evil empire. Uh, I don't think they're at that level yet, but certainly one or two more big money signings, um, you know, or, or dealing away all your prospects for a big money guy certainly makes you, you know, be a little bit reminded of that. But one thing I think is to note is that this this um, approach in Major League Baseball hasn't exactly worked, um, going out and splashing massive money into free agents. Well, so that's the... And that's a whole different conversation now because of Bryce Harper's upcoming contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's he's openly said he wants a $400 million <laughs> contract, yeah. which which the Nationals have basically come out and said, we're not going to do. Or yeah. we, we would It would basically hand handcuff our team. Mm-hmm. We just can't do that anymore. And I think you're going to start – because at some point the numbers have to plateau mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. then kind of middle out. Yeah. So it can't just well, keep – Keep doubling and doubling and doubling until someone's getting paid a billion dollars <laughs> yeah. to play baseball. Yeah, yeah. They, they will plateau at some point. And, you know, we might be reaching that point because 
even though in baseball, of all the sports, baseball's got no hard cap. So baseball's got the luxury tax, and teams like the Yankees have always, and the Red Sox, have always been able to go way over the cap. I, I, I emphasize the Yankees more because in their heyday, they would be way over the luxury tax. And they would laugh um, about it. And they would laugh about it because George Steinbrenner was insanely rich. You know, like the Red Sox obviously have a very rich front office too, but not quite, nobody's ever been quite as rich as the Yankees in their, in their heyday. Um, now, that said... You know, recently Jose Batista. I don't know if you've seen this. Jose Batista is looking for a team, and nobody will nobody will take him. Um, Batista's agent recently told the Red Sox he wants to go to Boston. Basically, I think the fourth team in the AL East that he's told that, and the Red Sox said no, they don't have the money to sign him. Now the Red Sox could certainly use a power right-handed bat in their lineup, but they said we don't have the money to sign him because every team, no matter how rich they are, at some point is going to reach a budget and say no, we can't give out another massive contract. Especially now because you're seeing. Teams like the Kansas City Royals play mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. You're seeing teams like even the Cubs are not super yeah. star-studded. Right. I mean, it's a lot more homegrown talent than it is yeah. star-studded talent. Um, the Rays had a good couple of years. I know mm-hmm. that's a lot of management by Joe Madden, mm-hmm. but there's these teams that can put it together for way less. Yeah. Like obviously, you need a, a star. Um, even the Giants mm-hmm. are not super, yeah. super contract-heavy. Yeah. So there's these teams that get by the right way or, or like the middle ground or a little above the middle ground. Um, and you're right. The, the bloated heavy teams that just have these giant contracts of people who underperform kind of well, haven't been working. It's, it's been hurting the Yankees for the last five years or maybe not quite. When five, they finally cut the ties with Derek Jeter. Uh, well, n- not as much a, Jeter as much as a rod, I would say into share but like a few, yeah, yeah. exactly. These big contracts. And now these young players, you're getting a chance to see these yeah. players, who are spectacular. Mm-hmm. Sanchez is unbelievable. Yeah. Didi Gregorius has been playing really well mm-hmm. as, a, as an everyday starter. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, baseball is probably the least team uh, team sport of a team game. Yeah, It's all individual skill, all individual stats. But there is something that goes into like the chemistry, like mm-hmm. a bunch of young guys growing mm-hmm. up together and, and feeling it's not actually going to uh, reflect itself in mm-hmm exact numbers but it's all baseball is all mental so if you yeah. can get a team believing that they're good oh yeah totally and, and and if you put a superstar on this team they're like all right well this guy's supposed to be hitting 350 and, and 60 home runs a year what am i supposed to be doing yeah, so right. it, it kind of I, I think it's bad for team chemistry when you when you put someone way above the others, mm-hmm. and that's kind yeah. of what's happening with these big contracts. And, and this this is this will be a great test point if Bryce Harper reaches free agency and the Nationals continue to play hardball, which they should. You know, if it's four hundred million dollars is the asking price, um, this will be a really good test to see the the team I have in mind is the New York Yankees. To see, like so, all these teams, all these players have gotten off their books now. A Rod and Teixeira and Jeter and Rivera and all the big big money guys they've had are all off their books. The Yankees could clearly go afford to give Bryce Harper a $400 million contract. Will they do that or not? Because they've got a ton of young guys that have come up through the system. They could continue to build it that way, which you know maybe looks like it's a little bit of a spark for them. Or do they resort back to their old ways of, you know? and I say there, the Red Sox, other teams like this, the Dodgers, all these teams have done it. Mm-hmm. Are they going to resort back to that and give that massive contract? If nobody does that, like if the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers don't give – Bryce Harper, $400 million, then we might have seen the plateau of, of baseball contracts. I don't think anyone else can give them that yeah. much. I mean, there, right. there's not many teams that yeah. can hit $400 million and still survive. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, and now, granted, that's over probably, he's probably asking for $400 million over 12 years or something. So yeah. it's like, it, it is spread out. But um, but still, it's it's teams have been given massive contracts like this out. And, you know, the Dodgers committed a ton of money to Clayton Kershaw, like $300 million or something. He, he, he broke boundaries with uh, his contract. So... Um, it'll be interesting to see, but yeah, I think Bryce Harper will be a tipping point one way or the other for, for MLB contracts, I would say. So here's the final uh, closing question on, um, this, who do you think's older, Chris Sale or Chris Archer? I would guess Chris Sale is older. Chris Sale is younger than Chris really? Archer. Chris Archer is 28. Chris Sale is 27. I've had the, I've had in my mind that Chris Archer is 24 yeah. for the last like six years. Yeah. Cause so. he looks like he's, yeah. and acts like he's 24. Yeah. But he's a 28 year old. And wow. And Chris Sale is a 27-year-old, which is wow. – that's the one thing that I think – so I, 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 I don't un- completely understand baseball trades, mm-hmm. like how you can trade one of the best young pitchers mm-hmm. for, for a best prospect. Mm-hmm. Like you know this guy's one of the best yeah. pitchers. You assume this guy's going to mm-hmm. be one of the best hitters. So mm-hmm. it's you, – you're basically trading futures. Like you mm-hmm. just uh, – I, I, I'm putting a lot of stock in yeah. a guess or right. a very educated guess. But Chris Sale is still pretty young. Yeah. 
and a right. very, very good pitcher. He's kind yeah. of a head case. That's mm-hmm. the only negative. But when I heard he was only 27, I said, wow. Yeah. The Red Sox got a, a I, steal. Yeah, I was even thinking he was like 29 or something, you know, so – um, steal, yeah, for, for a, sure. For a, I mean, a prospect, yeah, sure, he'll, yeah. he'll he could be great. Yeah, and, and, and it's I think I think the biggest thing with that is all about the time window that the man, that management sees them being competitive in. You know, um, yes, obviously, like you know, if, if the prospects were the same age, for instance, you'd never do it because it's like this guy might be good, this guy is good. So the, I think the whole the whole idea behind it would be that the White Sox are stocking up and saying we don't have a chance to be good, good as in World Series contention right now. So you know, that's in general. I think that's the only time you'd ever trade a guy that's twenty seven. It's so crazy that a hitter. I mean, pitchers I can kind of see, but a hitter not being good enough at the age they're at, like yeah. at, at like a twenty two or twenty three. Yeah. But by twenty seven, you've learned. Like, what else do you have to learn? Do you have to yeah. s- just see enough pitches, it's, it's, or do you like? It's weird, but in baseball, more than any other sport, it's that way. It's it so crazy. Like, yeah, in baseball, just, it takes so long to develop to the majors, which is. Very much different than every other sport. Really. Football, football, you can come in as a rookie quarterback. Yeah. and look at Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it should. It, that's the yeah. exception. In, like in the you, NBA, you should have a progression, yeah. but in the it's NBA, never. It's never seven years like it is in baseball. No, no way. And the NBA guys take a few years sometimes to reach their peak, but it's not like they're. It's not like they can't play in the NBA as as yeah. rookies. You know, if you can't play in the NBA as a rookie, you're not in the NBA anytime soon. Correct. Um, and so, you know, same thing with hockey. Even like some guys will spend several years in the minors, but the first first overall pick gets up there and he's he can be MVP candidate you know in in his first year sometimes so um it's yeah it's it's interesting in baseball but what can you do yeah and so. we'll, we'll see how that all pans out baseball season so um we actually talked probably a bit too much about baseball yeah a little bit being let's, December. Let's, yeah <laughs> let's, let's hurry through um, the rest all right we'll just tap through the rest uh I say it every week Bucks are red hot red hot win their fifth in a row hold Drew Brees hold back to back Drew Brees and Russell Wilson to no touchdowns. That's pretty good. That's pretty impressive. Um, best defense in the league in in terms of points given up for and since week five, since mm-hmm. since their last loss, since the mm-hmm. the five game win streak. Um, best defense in the league in turnovers, points against, uh, yards allowed, just overall best like best defense. So they've held. They haven't scored. I can't remember the exact stat, but it's something like held opponent to or haven't scored more than one touchdown they've scored one touchdown in four games and they've won them all hmm. um it's, and it's a touchdown plus some field goals or whatever so uh winning by mainly defense but the offense steps up when they need to so i, I think the bucks are on a streak oh we're getting a call sorry no that's <laughs> <laughs> um um anyway bucks number one team in the nfl uh and then we play the cowboys next week flex to sunday night Saints flex to uh, Sunday afternoon, and then the Panthers. So, and we're already in the playoffs. So all we have to do, we control our own destiny. Yeah. If you want to get on the Bucks bandwagon, five five games into a win streak is not a bad hey, time to do it. So, so I mean, just to just to cap off on the Bucks thought, I, you know, with the Seahawks performance this past week, with the Cowboys performance last night, um, and with this impending Bucks Cowboys matchup, uh, th- this sounds asinine, but it would have sounded asinine six weeks ago. If the if the Bucks go out on on uh, this weekend and they beat the Cowboys and they look good doing it, then nobody can call anyone insane to say that the Bucks are a legitimate contender to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Yes, they, they are. If I they, mean, if they can beat the they, Cow- so if they can beat the Chiefs at home, the, the Seahawks, yeah. if they could dominate the the entire yeah. game, win against the Bears and the Saints yeah. at home in. I don't know. Yeah. And, and if they can go out and beat the Cowboys, they can yeah. be the best team. They're, absolutely. And especially at, at a time when teams like Seattle are, are struggling. You know, the, the the NFC could be wide open, and they look as good as anyone else, particularly if they go out there and show it against Dallas this weekend. So We just have to keep the Packers out of the playoffs. Packers are, are starting to get hot again, so so absolutely. Um, that's that for the uh, Bucks, And then uh, just real quick, I guess, Pats tonight playing the Ravens. Uh, it's about to start in about 20 minutes, so we don't have to – Go into the game, but it's a big one uh, for AFC playoff implications. Certainly, this uh, is, Ravens this is, are clinging. This yeah. is the first. I don't want to say first, but this is the the most meaningful game the Pats have had yeah. in a while. The Pats had a quote unquote big game against Seattle, but it was a cross conference matchup. Exactly. This is the first really big conference matchup for them in, in several weeks, um, and they haven't. They have actually back to back. They have Denver next week, so yeah. um, so big one for the Pats. Um, we'll see what happens there. Monday night matchup. Um, speaking of that, I've I've a I've a over under guess for you is how many references do we get on ESPN broadcast tonight to Deflate Gate 
on the Monday on, night football. On Monday night football. Uh, and that's the that the Giants complained the, about the Steelers, the Steelers yeah, deflating footballs. balls. Uh, I would say one. One. I think one's accurate. I think. Yeah. I think, I think one, they'll talk about it. It'll be one and a half is the over under. I'll go under. Actually, yeah. you know what? I'll go over. I'm going to say there's going to be two. Okay. It's going to be two because it's probably going to be cold at Gillette, and they'll make a reference to it again at some point later. Um, I'm going to go two. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I didn't read up on that, so uh, <laughs> then, then we'll punt on that one. Then we'll punt on that one. Um, um, but I would like to talk about it because I love getting you heated. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm past the point of being heated, but. Um, you could always, you, our friend who's a Ravens fan will probably provoke me. So do you um, think it's ESPN or, or no, the league? No, no, it's the league, it's the league, it's the league. That says to ESPN, oh, oh, Monday Night you Broadcast. Mean, you mean for tonight? Oh, no, no, the, le- the league would like them not to mention it once. You know, the league doesn't want this talked about at all. That's why they, that's why the league swept, sw- literally swept the Flake 2 under the rug in one hour. The Flake 1 took two years. The Flake 2 took one hour. Because that was like unprecedented cheating <laughs> now it's like you it's oh, just we've goodness, all heard it before goodness same exact thing so um uh best bowls did you want to go over this i say we can we can push it uh, right. the one thing i'll say is there are some really fun bowl games this year and some really dumb bowl games this year <laughs> so get in the pool enjoy the dumb bowl games as much as you enjoy the fun bowl games make every bowl game just as cool you heard it here second go to our website derekandsteve.com Sign up for uh, the bowl. You'll, we'll, you'll, we'll give you the spreadsheet. Um, it's 10 bucks to enter. It's a lot of fun. Trust us. Cool. And the games start Saturday. Saturday the 17th. Saturday the 17th. So uh, get in touch so with pick, us before picks that. picks in by, we'll, we'll say Saturday at 11 a.m. Or the la- is the last time we can get picks in money in. Cool. Yep. All righty. Final drive. You want to go first second? I'll go first. First. Um, just going to touch on this shortly. We are hosting the seventh annual Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rager this Friday um, at our good friend Sarah, Jen, and Molly's. Uh, they they um, graciously offered to host us this year. We, we've, we've got a very small apartment. Um, we hosted a very small apartment last year. So we think this is going to be a lot of fun. It's Friday. So those of you who know us um, and haven't got the invite or, or have got the invite and want to um, talk about it or, or maybe contribute or, or do whatever you want to do, it's a great holiday tradition, seven years running. Um, by year 10, we're going to make it a, a fundraiser for some yeah. cause that we believe in. Um, but right now, it's just about <laughs> booze and fun. So happy uh, Ru- happy Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rager week, everyone. Uh, look forward to either seeing you there or seeing you next week. All right, there you go. And so uh, Christmas spirit is abound there. My final drive is, uh, I guess we're a lot of sports today, but just one more sports note I thought was very comical. We've talked about it a few times. So in the Bears versus Lions game this weekend, there was an illegal hands to the face penalty called against Detroit that was uh, very clearly against Chicago. But like, like the Chicago lineman like had both hands like on the guy's face mask and was like pushing his helmet off his head basically. And like, and the replay on TV showed it like super blatantly. The Lions guy had his hands like down on the guy's numbers, and the the Bears guy had his hands up in his face. And and so the refereeing crew like acknowledged basically like. Two minutes later, that they realized they called it on the wrong team, um, and so you know whatever mistakes happen, blah blah blah. The funny part about it is that the the biggest, most notable thing when everybody started complaining is that this is by rule not reviewable, as we've talked about. Yeah. So uh, whether you wanted to challenge it, doesn't matter. You know, so you've already told coaches that okay, we're not going to review everything on you, but like you got this challenge flag, you can use it if you really disagree with something. And then they could throw it, and it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I can clearly see that on the replay, but by rule, we can't review this, so it's not reviewable. I'm sorry. That I, I'm just waiting for the day, years later, that we look back on that setup of, of replay review and just cannot believe how stupid it is that there's not. Well, a, look there's, at look at baseball reviews. This, yeah, they 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 now everything is reviewable and it's awesome. Yeah, and, get and, the right call. And, and and all you need is a is a fifth official or whatever sitting in a booth and. Like watching the same game that I'm watching, like literally watch it the same way I do, and you could correct five calls a game by just the first replay that the that the network shows. So I think it's hilarious, not reviewable. I have no stake in, I have no horse in that race, do Bears you, versus Lions. But do you know if they can take the penalty away or if they have to keep the penalty? So the refs can convene. The refs can convene and pick up a flag. Yes, they can. Do you um, know if they did that here? They didn't do that here because they convened and like didn't. So like. They convened and they didn't change the call. Like they, they like, some, I don't, I don't, I wasn't watching the game, but some, some weird thing happened where like they called the penalty and like they realized afterward that it was clearly wrong, but there was nothing they could do about it. Like you know, but but before they announce the penalty, a ref can convene and take up, pick up the flag. But either way, I just. 
you know, I'm not I'm not advocating for reviewing every penalty, but the coach has got a challenge flag. Like, you should be able to literally ask them to review anything with that challenge flag. I'm not and against it's, it. It's still same grounds. has to be conclusive, but so there you go. That's it. That's, that's my it. Final, final drive. So uh, that's that for episode 46. You got anything else? In the books. No, it was In a great episode. Four more till episode 50. Keep right. sending the clips if you can. Yes. Um, if you're listening to any podcast and hear something funny, just not any podcast, any of our podcasts, <laughs> and hear something funny, please let us know. Submit on the form on the website, DerekAndSteve.com. We need all the help we can get. Absolutely. So uh, thanks again to JR for joining us. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for episode 47. Later days.